0: Now let's get to work. Today's Startup Survival episode is reviewing all of the things that you must do before you start hiring. I really wanted this to be a nice even list of 10 and then I figured one more thing out. So 11 things that you need to do before hiring. Hiring employees can be kind of a daunting task when you're just getting started, so I really just wanted to give you a brain dump of everything I've learned about hiring, how I got started, and how we tweaked our systems along the way. Let's get started. Number one is the nitty-gritty details like an EIN, understanding of tax liabilities, forms that you need to file. I am not an expert here, and I'm not going to try to be one. I'm going to leave a great article from the SBA that will provide all of the information that you need in the area. Plus, consulting an accountant is never a bad idea. This is one of the things that people don't spend money on up front, and they try to do it themselves, and that can definitely kick you later. So make sure you check out the show notes for that link. Number two is a hiring process. When I got started, I didn't want to create a process from scratch. Well, to be honest, When I got started, I hired my first person over one coffee and was like, oh, this looks good. So I definitely didn't have a process in place up front, and that's how I know that you should have one. So my first hiring process was the one outlined in the book Who by Jeff Smart. We still use some tidbits from this process, and it was a really good starting point that helped me feel like I was doing my diligence to hire correctly instead of flying by the seat of my pants like I just told you I did for my first hire. Number three, the third thing that you must have is a job description and key responsibilities. I encourage you to be very clear about what you're looking for in an employee. By the time you even get into an interview with a potential team member, you should really have a good idea that they are a fit for the job and they should have a good idea that they want the job. Hiring without a clear outline of what the job will entail, even if it changes, as it always does as a startup, is really a recipe for disaster and a recipe for a dissatisfied employee. Number four is defining what success looks like. This is something I find that many hiring managers and many entrepreneurs end up missing. They might have a job description, but the employee is often unclear about what success actually looks like. We use EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, at my marketing agency, Accelity, and we set goals every single quarter that outline what success looks like in the role. Now, if you're not ready to implement EOS, we have 20 employees, and we really, at this point, were just ready to implement it in the last year. Read the book, Traction, and take the tidbits that you think will work for you. When you're defining what success looks like, just remember that your new team members should be super clear upfront what three, four, five, however many things they need to do to be considered successful in the role. Number five is something that no one really likes to talk about, but it's a performance management and discipline system. Performance management system is something that I find entrepreneurs or managers sometimes create when they actually need it, and that is a mistake. When you have an underperforming employee and you need to discipline them, you don't want to create that process on the spot. I encourage you to put it together in advance, even loosely, so that your judgment is not clouded by a specific situation that you are upset about. It can be something really simple to start. Maybe when you're having performance issues, you give a verbal warning to start and the next step is a written warning and the next step is a performance improvement plan or PIP if it gets that far and if the employee has been with you for long enough. It's also important to remember that employees should never, ever be surprised when a discipline situation happens. So you should be communicating with them clearly, providing feedback, and telling them when it's not working before it even gets to any kind of warning. Number six is an employment contract. This is something my company actually didn't have for a long time, and it eventually ended up biting us. So Something I learned that you can learn from up front. A simple employment contract typically includes a non-disclosure agreement, a non-compete if applicable, and protection for whatever intellectual property you have within your business. We didn't have a contract at all, like I said, and then we ended up having an employee leave to go work with a client, which is a big no-no in the agency world, and we ended up parting ways with the client. So it cost us an employee, and it cost us a good amount of revenue. Neither situations were great for us. I know that it costs money up front to get an employment contract in place, and lawyers are not cheap. However, I have found that some lawyers will allow you to draft agreements based on templates or other information that you find online, or at least outline what you want in them, and then they edit from there to save you money. Honestly, even a contract from the internet is probably better than nothing, but don't quote me to your lawyer. Number seven is communication systems. It's really important to set boundaries around how you and your team are going to communicate, and this has gotten super stressful with modern technology. Employees now communicate on Slack via email, text, Zoom, project management systems, and it is really freaking hard to keep up. Maybe this looks like setting standards for how you would like to be communicated with and typical turnaround and response times, And then making sure that you get that information from your team member as well. This is something you can always build on, but it's really good to be clear up front. And this is something I haven't always done that you can learn from. Number eight is a payroll system. Get one up front and make taxes easier. Instead of trying to piece together payroll, which is much cheaper and it's tempting for a broke entrepreneur especially, I bit the bullet and I went with the platform gusto when I started hiring. Now now that we have 20 employees and a number of contractors in Gusto, it's pretty expensive. It's more expensive than many platforms, but they also tell you everything you need to know about payroll, taxes, forms that you need to file. In fact, they file them for you, even down to hiring in other states, which is something we started doing because of COVID. Every time we hire in a new state, Gusto tells us what accounts we need to set up to pay taxes, how to do it, and they will even do it for you for a fee. This is super helpful when you don't know about this stuff. And frankly, I still don't know about it. Again, I am 11 years into being an entrepreneur and nine years into this company, and I couldn't tell you how to open an unemployment account in every single state. That's something that you will need advice on. And I find that it's best to bite the bullet and get a really good payroll system in place upfront. Number nine is benefits if you plan to offer them. Most small companies do not offer benefits, but you might want to consider it to make your company more competitive in today's market. I'll tell you that we did not offer benefits up front, and it made it hard to complete those first few hires. In fact, one of my hires declined me because she really needed insurance, and we ended up working something out to give her a stipend to help her pay for hers. No lie, I ended up buying a health insurance plan from ehealthinsurance.com. And we ended up using that plan for years. You got to do what you got to do to survive. You can cover even 50% of this plan and you can work it into your total cost of hiring to make you more competitive. Yes, that means that your employees will cost more money to your business, but the ability to retain them is priceless. Number 10 is an employee onboarding system. When we hire, even when we hire people that have worked at larger companies, they usually rave about our onboarding system, and that was done on purpose. I know that you are probably thinking about hiring because you want someone that's going to jump in and take stuff off your plate, but there is really no better way to cause frustration than to just throw them into the role and let them sink or swim. We usually spend at least three or four weeks bringing someone up to speed on the company, our clients, how we work, et cetera. This is done in trainings with team members, in self-serve trainings. Big shout out to HubSpot for providing courses that our employees take during onboarding, and then a whole heck of a lot of job shadowing to ensure that the team member is pretty comfortable with what they're doing by the time they get started. Now, this is not always a perfect system. Sometimes, especially when we have someone leave a position and we need to replace them, we have people that start working while they're in training and that is a need of the business and it's kind of unavoidable. But we do try to make onboarding as smooth as humanly possible. All right. Bonus number 11. Last but not least, you need insurance. This is also something that I still don't fully get. You need work comp insurance. We're not even in our office anymore. You still need work comp insurance and you probably need business insurance in general. That's outside of hiring. This is another cost that you don't really want to pay up front, but it's much better to pay now then pay later when you have a claim and you have zero insurance. And if you're running a service company, sometimes your vendor contracts will require proof of insurance. So that's something to think about. All right, short recap. Here are the 11 things you need to do before hiring. Nitty gritty, get an EIN, understand your tax liabilities. Check out the link in the show notes. Two is a hiring process. Three, a job description and key responsibilities. Four, defining what success looks like five, a performance management and discipline system, six, an employment contract, seven, communication systems, eight, get a really good payroll in place, nine, benefits if you plan to offer them, 10, an employee onboarding system, and bonus number 11, everyone's favorite topic, insurance. All right. I think we're a little over time. That is it for today. I really appreciate you sticking with me. And I hope that you got tons of value out of this outline of what you need to do to get started in hiring. If you did, send it to anyone you know that's thinking about hiring employees and needs this information. And I will see you for a Things People Say episode on Friday.